The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now we want to talk about how European crash tests went from being weak and useless to being the world's best. We're joined by Conor Faulkner, a transport commentator. Conor, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Hi. Now, when did these Euro NCAP tests begin? Because we often see them when pe- when manufacturers are trying to flog you a car. Yeah. Five stars. Five stars. And sometimes you'll see the sort of slightly sexy crash test footage of the, you know, the crash test and the dummy going through. Um, it goes back to 1996. No further back than that. The European new car assessment programme was founded uh, by the Swedish government, British government and a gang of AA type clubs around Europe, including AA Ireland, got together and founded it as the first independent crash test. At the time, European crash test rules were ridiculously easy. They didn't do a proper crash test at all to approve a car. They did a, a slow test straight into a concrete wall. And really, the only way for a car to fail it would be if the steering column deflected. Uh, mm. So the manufacturers didn't need to do much and they didn't. Uh, first set of results was published in 1997 and it, it shocked lawmakers around Europe. Now, how many cars were tested in the, that first tranche? That very first batch was seven super minis and they were a very popular category of car at the time your Ford Fiesta Renault Clio Opel Corsa the seven uh, most popular of those models were tested they were scored on a one to four star scale having done the proper crash tests and as I say they were lousy Um, only two of them got three stars Um, the Rover 100 only got one star and it killed it, literally. It was withdrawn from the market a month later. Um, and I think what's interesting is the car manufacturers were furious. Uh, they set about frantically lobbying against these crash tests mm-hmm. and saying they were totally unrealistic and far too harsh. Um, however, they did not prevail. So then they had to go about improving their cars. Yeah, it, almost immediately they pivoted from trying to diss the crash tests to trying to score better on them. And in fact, having first said that it wasn't possible to achieve four stars, uh, the Volvo S40, I think it was, achieved four stars only about five months later. And they pivoted rapidly towards improving the crash protection in their cars. And it's astonishing the progress they made. Um, it's been calculated that there's been a 63% reduction in car occupant casualties in Europe on foot of passive protection built into cars. Yeah. So they can do it if they're motivated. Because often we hear about fatalities in cars, but mm. not necessarily the other collateral injuries of, of passengers who don't die. They don't tend to count those numbers. But those are the numbers that would diminish greatly by all the additional safety. All of these passive safety added. systems. And 20 years after a Euro NCAP was founded, uh, they did a test where they, they, they again retested the old Rover 100 and they then tested a new Honda Jazz, I think it was, and it was equivalent 20 years later. And to see the footage of those two crash tests, identical crash tests, the occupants of the Rover 100, no chance of surviving, dead and gone. The occupants of the Honda Jazz could have got out and walked away. It's a, and because of airbags and crumple zones and intelligent mm. design and monocoque uh, protection and all of the stuff that they've built in. Now that Volvo S40 got four stars, which yeah. was the max you could at the time. Yeah. Now you can get five stars. What's the extra star for? Well, they added it in, I think, back in 2001 for, pass- or for pedestrian 
protection. Because again, that was a huge aspect that was lacking. They were testing cars for how they protected the occupants, front and side, and all sorts of clever calculations, but were blind to vulnerable road users. So they built that in and they calculated, for example, in an impact with a cyclist, where does the cyclist head contact the bonnet of the car? Can protection be provided there? Um, and it, it again, it made a huge difference. Um, and cars are now being, look, there'll never be a good way to be hit by a car. Mm. Uh, but as I say, the passive safety system and the engineering uh, has, done, has gone an awful long way to making crashes survivable and, and moderating the damage whenever they occur. Now, the things they've done, uh, I mean, initially, your safety elements in a car were your headrest to stop mm-hmm. your head flat, you know, the bobbing back and forward. Theory, yeah. Then you had your seat belts. Then you got airbags mm-hmm. just on your steering wheel. Then you got airbags everywhere. Multiple airbags everywhere. Um, and the airbag is, is essentially an American technology. Actually, you know, the Europeans have been ahead of America on many things in road safety, certainly on drink driving and stuff like that. Not so on vehicle safety. The Americans were much better than us and much faster. Their independent crash tests started in the late 70s. Um, so Euro NCAP learned an awful lot from them. But yes, Airbags were primarily in American development and initially on the steering wheel side and now multiple in all facets of the car. And I mean, the engineering of the car, which is invisible to the ordinary Mm. person, means that if you have an engine in front of you, that instead of coming back into the cabin on top of you, it's designed to be pushed downwards towards Uh, the ground. Away from where the passengers are. One of the first, uh, in that first round of results in 1997, one of the key witnesses, what key weaknesses identified was around the footwell. Um, So lots and lots of passenger injuries resulted from intrusion into the footwell. Good design was essentially able to eliminate that. How many cars does does each manufacturer have to supply for the test? Well, How many uh, do they destroy? uh, Multiple versions, uh, essentially multiple versions. And uh, Euro NCAP also has an arrangement whereby they can select the cars that they're going to test. They don't get supplied by the manufacturer. They can literally say we want that one and that one and that one. And they've tested over 700 individual models. Um, and as I say, the, the, the investment I- into the testing side of the technology is really impressive in itself. Mm. It's an ever improving and ever more sophisticated. Tell me about the crash test dummies because they literally were like shop mannequins at the beginning. Mm, yeah, well, further back again, in the 50s they were still using cadavers, which seems rather grisly. But the first purpose-built one was in the late 1940s forties and again in America to test airplane ejection seats um, and that then developed into the crash test dummy. It's become really sophisticated. The latest one is called Thor uh, which is testing human occupant restraint. It's a fine European name but it's an American technology. It was supported by the US government. Uh, uh, the typical one these days, there's a version they call Hybrid 3 which is Mr. Everyman. It's the 50th percentile human male. So if he could stand up, he's five foot seven, um, weighs 100 170 something pounds and is is the 50% male. That's the standard one. It it has about 250 different sensors on it. It will detect things like internal organ damage, brain damage, whiplash, uh, a fully developed skeleton with all the articulations and torque calculated and measured. Um, And as I say, they now have a tall version um, who is six foot two, I think it is, several female versions 
which is you know, not before time, in fact, long after time. And there's also apparently an obese version uh, that they use for testing these days as well. And a pregnant woman version. And a pregnant woman version, which again, long, long overdue. And for many years, the design standard was built around the standard male. And if any deviation from it really wasn't considered. And, and females in particular were left out of engineering and design. Mm. So the cars of today, in spite of, unfortunately, somewhat rising uh, fatalities on Irish roads in the last little while, they are still infinitely safer than they were a couple of decades ago. By a distance, by a distance. And they also have more active safety systems, which are now being tested by Euro NCAP as well. Things like your lane assist and cruise control and, and emergency braking and stability control all being tested. And um, The standards are fantastic. The last round of testing was published last November. Of 16 cars tested, 15 achieved five stars. Wow. Uh, and as I say, an actuary will tell you that could be 78,000 deaths in Europe over a 20-year period, or a 60 improvement in the protection of car occupants during a crash. Mm. So it's a sensational technological win. You've prompted one of our listeners uh, to go online and watch the Honda Jazz versus the Rover 100. Absolutely shocking. No chance of survival in the Rover, says our texter. Conor Faulkner, Transport Commentator, uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.